Hello, everybody. Sending you so much gratitude as I always am. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. The episode today is with my friend Autumn Aspen, and this is a very special one. Um, Autumn and I, along with four other amazing humans, have been creating a community container together over the last couple months, and we are preparing to launch it officially in January of 2021. And really what this is, is a call to individuals who are dedicated to doing the inner work and growing together and showing up for each other and themselves and really coming together in a family-like structure and becoming a tribe. The community is called The Bridge Between, and you can find the link to the website and the Instagram in the details of this episode in the show notes. If this is something you feel called to, please don't hesitate to reach out to myself or Autumn or you can find the applications on the Bridge Between website, which is becomethebridgebetween.com. In this episode, Autumn and I go into many cool things around truth and how it's related to uh, quantum theory and vibrational resonance within individuals and the collective and how that expands out into our entire universe. And then we really go into how deep and profound the medicine of being part of a community has been for each of us. And we really just give our insights and our perspective on the energy we felt, the healing that's taken place, and really just how powerful it is and how powerful that unconditional support is. I'm so excited for you to listen to this one. And again, if you feel called, the website is in the show description, becomethebridgebetween.com. The community is called The Bridge Between, and we look forward to hearing from you. So stories and how the archetypes play into storytelling and what you were saying about how kind of soaking something up in metaphor and in story allows you to relate to it for yourself as a character in the story of your life. So how do you feel like that is what makes the archetypes so strong in being able to learn about the psyche and the mind? Mm. Well, I think that the archetypes, they live in a part of us that's so foundational. And so it becomes this groundwork place where when we step into the way that we relate to archetypes, it's something that becomes so easy for us to create building blocks around. And so um, when we relate to other people, our building blocks are the same. And so when we start looking into our psyche, and that the way that it's actually functioning, when we start doing that analysis of what's happening in there and how does that look, we actually can reflect those things to the people around us in a way that they can understand because there is this foundational understanding and it's this place where we're all able to have communication around it because we've felt it before. We know what that experience feels like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, do you have? one particular archetype 
that's resonated with you more than the others? Hmm. That's a really interesting question. Um, that's been a really long journey for me of trying to figure out what my archetypes are. Like, do you know Carolyn Miss and the idea of the sacred contracts? No. Oh, I've never heard of that before. Mm. Um, so she writes about the archetypes and she does a lot of work with the archetypes and really understanding that you kind of have this structure within you and there's all these different ways to work with it. I think of it very similarly to astrology or human design or something like that, where it's like, if you put a framework around it, it will be useful to you in some way because these things are super nebulous. And so using a very well curated framework can give you a lot of context around things. And so she does that with the archetypes and she offers this idea of a wheel where we have these 12 different archetypes and they fit into the different houses within astrology and the different um, astrological signs. And so it's this process where you actually go in and there's a whole initiation around it of you like kind of sitting down with your archetypes that you've selected and then like feeling into which ones go in which house. And so she, um, the way that she structures it is like, you do it once. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to like see, but I was in this other mood that one time. And it's <laughs> like, you, you go in and you do it and you trust that process. Um, I have yet to really fully do that. I've had that book for about a year. And I get to the point of trying to create my archetypes list and I always fall short of being able to really, really narrow it down. Um, but the ones that come through very strongly for me are in the realm of the mother, the healer, the empath, the innocent child, the magical child. Um, I think those aspects of me are much stronger than many of the other ones. I would say that. I feel less connected to anything. Like I've never felt like the queen energy. I wish I did. I really wish that that was the one, <laughs> but um, like the queen doesn't really resonate so much. It's more of this space of being of energetic support, uh, being in deep, deep love, a space of really connected to the magic of everything and having that that like awe and wonder about the world that we live in um that all feels like really really powerful and like i've never i've just never let go of that kind of stuff those pieces always kind of come back to me yeah yeah what about you um so I'm kind of just starting my venture into the archetypes, um, but the one that I really, really resonate with is um, the magician. Mm. And the way it's described in the book, King, Warrior, Lover, or King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, um, it talks about the magicians in a kind of like a shamanistic point of view and um, being very familiar with kind of like the unseen dimensions and how the different dimensions um, are kind of playing with each other and how we traverse through all of those dimensions and, and kind of get a understanding of the scope of them um, coming together and really just knowing, having an understanding about kind of how the universe and the mind works and how it works together um, and being able to light that understanding for other people. Um, and then obviously it goes into like the dark magician or the light magician. And so it uses the examples of our current culture um, with 
corporations and, um, you know, kind of the shady politicians and the people who see these things and then use it for their own benefit rather than for the benefit of all. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's so, it, it brings me to the idea of, of shamans really and, and being able to kind of um, just open the doorway or, or point people towards the doorway of kind of like the, the magic in the universe, but being able to articulate it and show it in a way that, um, what, what are the words that I'm looking for here? That, that shows that it is easily understandable and can be made sense of without this like grand like mystery, like understanding the mystery, basically. Mm. Um, and so that when I got to that part in the book, I was like, ooh, like I really, really resonate with this. But then I was reading this book, Iron John, before that. And that was really cool. And it, it also talks about it in King, Warrior, uh, Magician, Lover, but how we do also have like a lot of these individual archetypes within us still communicating and creating those relationships, even if we aren't like fully embodying or identifying like one particular one, like what you said about the queen, like you still have a queen in there that is mm-hmm. governing the other yeah. archetypes, which is so cool to think about. Um, and the same with, you know, with uh, masculine and, and males with the Kings, they, to create the um, efficient and um, just like an understanding and relationship between all of them, the king kind of needs to individualize them and then create the organization between all of the different Mm. ones. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting and I'm really excited to get more um, into it. I'm definitely going to check out Carol. Would you say your name is Carol Miss? Carolyn Miss. Carolyn yeah. Miss. Yeah. yeah. That's she's, awesome. she's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. So interesting as you're talking about all of these things. Um, the big thing that stuck out to me about your connection to the magician is this aspect of seeing the unseen. It's like becoming, it feels like what a magician's role is, is like in our normal lives, we have five senses, right? We can like see, hear, touch, smell, taste. And within that context, it feels like we've kind of created this little 3D world, right? That we're experiencing. And it feels like the magician's role is to recognize that there are more than five senses that we can understand and know through it's like all of those things that we have we can do them externally we can also do them internally like there's almost a flip side to each of those senses where the magician is able to do the internal sight the internal feeling the internal um, knowing and so um yeah, it's, it's, and, and then being able to then translate that into something where it can be seen and understood through the external senses. Um, yeah, it was just so interesting as you were talking about it and, it. and then as you were speaking to the different archetypes and how they all work together within us, and even though we don't recognize them, we may not have this full understanding of what they are. It's like they can be categorized the same way that we see within our physical world that there's these forces of nature, like these gravity, electricity and magnetism, thermodynamics, all these different forces that we understand and how they function. And it's like archetypes are a version of that, but they actually exist within our psyche. So it's like within the psyche, there are forces in the same way that there are 
in the natural world around us. And we're still in this place of trying to grasp how to work with those and how to understand those kind of like, if we were to go back, you know, 400, 600 years, and look at where science was back then, it's almost like we're kind of at that place now within our own minds of understanding, like, we're still in the Newtonian physics world of our brains with these archetypes. But like, it's the starting point of understanding that it's going to expand, it's going to become this place of relativity of quantum mechanics within our own minds. And like, as we're stepping through that, it's just an interesting journey to kind of be witness to are uncovering and discovering of what's going on in there. Oh yeah. I love how you, I, I always forget that you have the, the background in um, quantum and like, what is it? Quantum physics? No. <laughs> okay. right? I mean, no, well, I, 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 my undergraduate degree is in physics. And so, okay. um, but just like overall physics, I took one class in quantum mechanics, which was okay. a beautiful, amazing class, but yeah. Um, and then my, my graduate degree is engineering management. So okay. it's kind of like a little mix of, of different technically things which is just funny because now my heart is pulling me in pretty much the opposite direction of that I'm still definitely utilizing that part of my being but it's in support of this other piece that's pretty much the opposite it's just in the world of feeling and knowing and like connecting very deeply with people I was going to ask how do you feel like that is um playing a part in this 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 path that you're stepping into that you just described as more of the feeling um, and the um, kind of abstract um, mm. reality rather than being able to, to place such specifics on, on things. How do you feel mm. like combining? Yeah, that's a really good question. I feel very much that it's just, it's another piece of the puzzle of this beautiful thing that's emerging um and kind of just I, I feel like i'm shepherding in this thing that just wants to be here which is the bridge between and this beautiful community that's being built um and it's been this process of of recognizing that the themes within that space that we're building are one of the big ones is the idea of the archetypes of the masculine and the feminine and those things, a lot of the time people think of that as relating to men and women specifically, whereas in my mind, I just kind of like wipe off that thought process around it and replace it with any other name, you know, instead of calling it masculine and feminine, where it starts to link to being a man and a woman, just call it like circle and square. <laughs> where yeah. there's just it's just these two energies that are um in connection with each other and they are very much a part of each other it's this this marriage really between these these two dynamic forces like electricity and magnetism it's the same kind of a thing masculine feminine but it's happening within the archetypical space and so they really are very very connected and the work that I did when I was younger and I was in school and I was very disciplined and I was very much doing something that required a ton of structure and a ton of boundaries and uh, a big framework that had already been laid out that I was learning the contents of. And so there was so much information that was required um, for me to understand in order to really, to really be able to work with that knowledge that I was really, really seeking and wanted to acquire. Um, and so having that as this foundational piece for a long time, I kind of thought that as I transitioned out of it, that it would never come back and it would be a quote unquote waste of time where I could have been doing something else. I could have been uh, doing something that would lead me closer to this other path that I had taken later on in life, which is into a world of being a breathwork facilitator and now building a community that's built on the foundation of connection and bridging that gap between parts of ourselves that feel disconnected. The part of us that is in this 3d material world and the part of us that is 
much, much greater and that is powering everything behind what's happening in this world. And um, now I'm seeing that it was 100% necessary because the role that I'm taking in this container is very much of, um, I feel like the mother in a lot of ways. And the mother must stretch in all directions and hold all the pieces of the puzzle. And so she's required to have that structure and organization and logical thinking capacity in order to keep the thing, steer the ship and keep it on course. And then she's also required to have the most open, unprotected heart that will always accept all things and continue to move with whatever comes up and to be in full connection with the parts of her child <laughs> as they grow and change and develop and to really support that process and to recognize that like there's this really wonderful healthy way of doing that that requires both pieces um yeah so it's it's been a fun journey <laughs> yeah my next question i was going to ask the archetypes that you said that you resonated with like um for yourself how do you feel like those have um kind of come out and been highlighted as mm. you step into this role in um the bridge between yeah i would say the mother is so strong right now it was kind of in the back seat for a lot of the time as I was learning about archetypes over the past couple of years, it was like this recognition that I knew that she was there and she's a part of me, but she wasn't in action. She wasn't, she didn't have a job. She didn't have anything to mother. <laughs> and so she's just hanging out. <laughs> now I have something to be that, that piece of the puzzle for. And it's this beautiful, beautiful experience where when you start to allow yourself to do the things that are built into the foundational layers of what makes you up as a being, that your ego has this opportunity to kind of separate from it. So my experience has been that as I allow myself to really embody those archetypical pieces of myself and to deeply and intentionally go there and let those things be the one that's driving the ship, my ego doesn't, like, it's there along for the ride and I can watch it, but it's like this other aspect of me is also hanging out it's not just my ego like stretching over everything and kind of taking up all the space it's like my ego is able to be here with me and then my higher self is the thing that's identifying with the archetype and so it feels way more natural it feels like oh, I understand what I'm supposed to be doing and I understand that I have this role within this space that is a necessary component, but it's like all the other components. It's like when you step into that archetypical understanding, you can feel that you require other human beings to make the thing happen and that you do not have to do everything yourself and that you never were built to do everything yourself, that the way that all of this stuff that's happening works it's all connected. The way that nature is all this big ecosystem where all the different layers, the trees are offering the, um, the oxygen back to us and all of the networks that are underground within the soil, all of the microbiome that exists within there and how all of that stuff is this big connected system. Systems are everywhere. And that's another thing that feels like was a big lesson from all of my time in school was that my mind really loves to organize things in systems because of the fact that that is how nature does everything is that there's systems everywhere. And so this has been this process of recognizing that there are deep systems built into that archetypical or yeah, the archetypical structure within our minds and within the way that we relate to other human beings. And so we kind of require each other to come together in that divine aligned 
uh, expression of that. And when we are able to do that, when we strive towards being able to do that, beautiful things emerge. I, I just want to soak that in for a second. I, I just love everything that you just said. Um, something that was coming up for me when you were just saying that is, it's like you think of like our bodies and everything inside of the body is, is one. Like there's nothing that is separate. Like it's all one working organism. And us as a humanity, we're like a, we're an organ in the universal body. And when there's a, disharmony within the resonance of an organ in your body you it it can create disease it can it can create sickness and so bringing that frequency back into resonance is what brings the health and structures the body back into a more whole state because you don't have mm. things out of alignment. And so it's like through the sacred union within an individual, an internal human, through, like you said, the divine masculine and the divine feminine, which are, again, not gender specific. It's like, I always think of it like it's a battery. There's a positive mm. force and a negative force. and and I say this all the time, negative does not mean bad. It, it, like the, it, the, for a battery, there has to be both charges there. And so when we bring that into union within ourselves, then the collective as one human, if we wanted to see it like that, then that sacred union can happen within that, that collective humanity. Mm. And then the resonance, the frequency goes back into harmony. It goes back into a harmonious relationship with the body part that we are communicating with in the universe, which is our planet Earth. And then there's a complete resonance within the planet and the humans that are on that planet and all of the other beings and all of the other systems and symbiotic relationships that are in place on that planet and then therefore that frequency as that's become more whole creates more of a harmonious relationship with the systems in the entire universe. Wow. I've never even I've never even really like put that together like that before. As you were saying that, it was um very much like a remembering that that mm -hmm of how things are, are working together. Mm, yeah, the thing that you said that just like totally took my breath away was this experience where we've lived in a world for a long time where we have sourced truth outside of ourselves and that we have looked externally to validate whether something that we're doing experiencing feeling is true and the way that you just described this is that the starting point is the sacred union within the self and so in order to create the order externally the process always comes down and down and down and we zoom in and in and in until we get to the space that's closest to the place where everything is invisible, right? Where when you get down to that quantum level, everything starts to disappear. There's no electron floating around that's a little particle. Everything's a wave and all of a sudden we're in that space. So the closer we get down and down and down into that space, we find the truth. So the truth lives in the invisible space and then it resonates out and it becomes harmonious when it starts to experience itself in resonance with other particles of truth. 
<laughs> for people who can't see what's happening right now, my whole body. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. beautiful. And it goes into the observer effect um, in, in quantum theory, right? Mm. That if you're not observing that possibility with a consciousness, then it technically isn't aligned in um, existing or the potential isn't necessarily there. And so then once, because like you said, our, our consciousness is always projected outwards. We're, t- we're, we're never taught as children. I mean, I don't want to box us in because some people are, but the generalized understanding uh, as we grow up as humans is that like we aren't taught to like go in and so that observation is always on the external reality and so as soon as you start turning that attention inward that flashlight of awareness the consciousness that is you that is connected to the greater whole to connected to all that is that is a piece of the entire creative consciousness observes in that quantum level the potential of that truth and from there that truth then expands Mm. and you're creating that timeline and that potential through your observation of the its possibility Mm. but that is that it doesn't exist externally it's only inside of yourself (laughs) (sighs) yeah and then it's like once it becomes part of this reality it's following that same patterning of becoming part of this experience that we're having where we're stepping into the world of relativity And so then we're actually into the world of relationships. And so once we step into from the quantum into this 3D space, we're all about relationships and we're all about figuring out that thing that's invisible through the lens of relationship. And so it feels like being able to work within those frameworks of the archetypes, working with the frameworks of masculine and feminine, working with Um, the way that different parts of us show up when we're in communication with different human beings, that is how we learn what it is that all of this is. Like, it's like this, this little bud of truth that we find from within. And when we're able to really hold that within ourselves, when we learn that process of what it feels like to feel truth, because from my experience and when I speak to other people about all of this and how it feels for them, there is a knowing that is so much deeper than anything you can see or hear that comes from within. Once you find what that thing feels like, it's not something like what we were talking about with the magician. It's not something that lives in the senses that are external. It lives in the internal senses. And so that magician feels like the person who kind of guides us. He's like our little shaman who brings us to truth um, within ourselves. And um, once we kind of do that deep dive and we start to find that experience that it's like, oh, when I know truth, I feel it. I know it through an internal feeling. And we're able to hold that and then be in that space and hold and carry that nugget of truth into our relationships. It's immediately reflected back to us because we all have it. We all have that thing. And so when we're holding that thing in our hands and then we go and we reach out and we show it to somebody else and we say, I'm holding this thing. They can see it. And they see it through that direct experience of feeling it. Yeah. And then when we're doing that, when we, when we do that, when we have that as the baseline, when the baseline of that relating is truth, that's where all of this amazing magic has the ability 
to unfold, where we start to really step into seeing what it is that we're here to do, what it is that we're experiencing, and really letting go of the need to control, the need for it to be something that um, that we're using some outside reference point to tell us what that relationship's supposed to be and how it's supposed to feel. It's like, nope, I hold it here, and then I trust that thing, and then we just let this thing unfold in front of us. More chills. More chills. <laughs> And it's like exactly what you were saying, because consciousness and the vibration that you're holding in your consciousness creates, it informs the material world. And so if you're showing up in that frequency of truth with other people in relationship, that means that you know the truth of who you are, which at the highest level is your higher, higher self. It is the, yeah, it's, it's your higher self. And so when you're showing up with that in relationship, then you're seeing the other in their higher self. So that frequency is informing their field of vibration and it's allowing it and not i don't want to say allowing but it's it's hitting it and affecting it in a way that allows them to rise higher into that higher frequency and so that's why it is said that like you know if people are you know using the example of a someone who's addicted to drugs. If you show up in that relationship in that fear, in that, oh no, I can't believe you have this problem. We need to, we need to help you fix it. There's something wrong with you. We need you to, you know, whatever that is, those stories that are coming through in the mm. judgment. If you show up in love, which is the ultimate truth, the highest frequency, the unconditionality of it, and you're seeing them as their higher self, as their higher self going through lessons that it, it has designed or that it needs to go through. If you're seeing them through that unconditional lens, then that vibration alone is giving them a healing quality. And that's the that's something that they that the guides talk about in um, the Paul Selig books um, is that like the I know who I am I know what I am I know how I serve in truth and that is simply being in that vibration and so going into the idea of community. That is what is so powerful about being in a group, yeah. in a community of people mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are all looking to achieve that and holding themselves and each other in those frequencies. And when that happens, it just it comes together and it is so powerful that it, I mean, when you think about it, it's like, of course, a group of, con- of people's consciousness is going to be more powerful than one individual person's consciousness because yeah. when they all start coming together, and it goes both ways too. When there's a group that comes together in fear, it informs the material world in fear. But when you come together in love, in growth, in support, you are all of you are informing the material world in that vibration. And so Mm -hmm. then it's like that vibration when the individuals part and, you know, they're, they're in their own lives, creating their own things. They're, they're spreading that vibration. It's almost like the pollination of a flower. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I keep having this imagery of the way that 
you know, this, this piece that we're talking about where our truth lives in the quantum and in the quantum, it's just a wave, right? We're not a particle, we're a wave. And so when we are around other people, the baseline of what we are is resonating with is there's an amplification that can happen. And so this is, I'm having all these thought processes around this now because I, I can feel that um, the way that waves can also cancel each other out. And so that like nothing's happening. So, you know, when you're with someone and you just feel like, I just don't resonate with you. Like, I just don't get you. Like something's not right here. And we just don't, we're not on the same frequency yeah we're not on the same wavelength (laughs) it's a saying for a reason because i feel that very much that the way that i'm relating to other people it's definitely happening in a way where it feels like oh there's a lot of power in this and it's amplifying that part of me like i'm i'm resonating as a being in all these different frequencies, right? So like there's all these different parts of me, there's sadness, there's anger, there's fear, there's love, there's joy, there's ecstasy, there's all of these different things that are happening within my being and they all have a different resonance. And so when I'm around someone else who if I'm really tapped into and I'm sending out my highest frequency, it's going to start to amplify that frequency within another person. If they've got that one, they're going to start feeling it. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, we're here. And then if we have a whole collective of people who are doing that. And you and I have experienced that on a very, very deep level within the Fit for Service community where when you are surrounded by people who are emitting that same place of love, and I'm not saying that this is something where it's like an a steady thing where every single person is holding that frequency all the time. It's that the overall space that you're entering into is holding that frequency. So that leaves so much more room for us to do our stuff where we're feeling yucky one day and we have all these people to come to and be like, Oh, help me back up into that higher place, into that place where I remember my own truth. Um, It's less muddy, like just that real clear one that's up high. And when we have people around us, we, it's like having this beautiful support network to really allow for that truth frequency that's super related to love, that's super connected to that experience of unconditional love. Um, That's the one that shines through. And so it's like, I think we tend to forget a lot of the time when we talk about self-development, when we talk about all of this healing work, that it feels like go internal, 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 do all the work internal, because that's a huge part of it. But the support network of having people around you to allow you to, to, to waver within that and to have a place to come back to that's like, hey, we love that you're doing that because it's, you're working through your stuff and we can hold that. And we love that you're in that because there's enough of this baseline high frequency energy that there's like a safety net to be able to do that work. Yeah. And it's like, it is that process of remembering and that frequency is striking the remembrance of mm the unconditionality because it's like i think that's what like the love frequency is right it's like it's it's unconditional like the paul check i've heard him say like the universe says yes to everything there's no conditions around the universe it says yes to everything and so it's that unconditional format when you're in a community a group of people I, I'm getting the picture right now of like literally standing and being surrounded by mirrors, like the individual, like a mirror. It's just oh, like wow. a mirror hmm. and you're, you're like, it's, it's just, you're getting the reflection back to yourself through the filter of a, of an individual 
perception. And it's, it's, it's just, it's a, a reminder back to who you are in that truth and who you are in that truth is unconditionality, is unconditional love. Mm. And when you're seeing other people remember that too, then them remembering helps you remember <laughs> too. It's just, it's just like this, it, it's like um, that frequency just pings off of everything. And it's just, it's like, it's, you're just mm-hmm. surrounded by it. And so what, what did you feel shift when you joined Fit for Service, when you got the taste of the community experience? Hmm. I think I had been searching for it for a long time and I had experienced little tastes of community and I kind of knew that that was a big piece of what I was looking for. Um, when I stepped into Fit for Service, I would say one of the big things that happened, what it allowed for for me especially in the very beginning, was this ability to see other people do hard things as an example for me to remember that I can also do hard things. So the groundwork of being in a really safe container where you're allowed to be all parts of self, where your messy stuff, everybody loves it. They want to be there with you in your messy stuff. They're like, oh my God, you're having a rough day. Eight people call you. Like if you, if you throw something up, on the chat and you're like, Hey guys, things are really rough right now. I would love somebody to just like be with me. You've got it. Like people are there for you. And, um, to observe other people doing that when I wasn't ready to yet, that's the thing that felt really powerful was that I wasn't ready to do that thing, but by seeing someone else do it, it helped me get ready. So if it had just been me by myself trying to muster up the courage to say something vulnerable nine times out of ten i won't do it but if i am in a group of people where i'm constantly observing people being vulnerable and sharing their stuff and being like i get to watch the support they receive i get to see that it was a safe place for them to do it oh my gosh they did it and everybody was there for them and they got all this love and support and they feel better now and they were able to work through that thing way faster because there was all of this big love that was holding them through it and um i think that felt like one of the biggest kicks in the butt for me (laughs) was this recognition that it's like okay now it's my turn so i get to do that for someone else now too so every time i do that i'm giving other people permission to do that and so being in a space where i'm able to speak to things that feel really yucky and that feel like, oh, this is the last thing I want to tell anybody. And being able to just be like getting over the fear and stepping into that and having the courage to do it and then being received so gracefully by so many people is uh, some of the most powerful medicine that I have experienced in terms of being able to trust because I personally have had big issues with being able to trust other people that they will be there for me because I've had so many experiences in the past and just like generational trauma that's stored in my body that says you're not safe with people that you're going to get hurt if you do that you have to protect yourself and so being in a space where I'm able to as gently and as slowly and as much as I want, peel those layers off and be like, how's this? What if I take this one off? Now, how does it feel? (laughs) I kind of have a space to be testing all of that out. And that is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I've never felt the way that I felt. during being in a group setting like that Mm. um and even just uh like the second day when we started and listening to like aubrey and eric and all the coaches um 
read poems and they would get like tears welling up in their eyes. And then you just, you'd hear a bunch of people in the, I mean, myself included in the, in the group of people that were sitting down, start crying. (laughs) And it's just like by that frequency and that vibration being in that setting, it's, I'm like the analogy of like, like white blood cells almost. Mm. Um, And it's like, not in a way of that, like going towards infection or disease. Cause I don't think that fear or these things that we hold are, are bad. I don't think that they're, they can be if we hold on to them for too long and they can cause certain, um, certain things that we might not desire or want, but, um, it kind of, it's like the, the light sucking out the darkness (laughs) And, Mm. and it gives you permission to just kind of like, just be as you are and let it let it kind of float up to the top um yeah like you said i well mine was actually a little bit um different i wasn't really searching for like a community and then all of a sudden that popped on uh my instagram feed of the application and i was like oh cool yeah i forgot about this i'm gonna apply and then it just all kind of like rolled in (laughs) um but like what would you um say to someone who is either thinking about wanting to join a community or resisting uh having resistance towards it or um just someone who sees that option in front of them and doesn't know what choice to make about mm. it mm. Yeah, I think that this kind of thing requires an element of being ready for it. Yeah. Being ready to enter into that space. And I think that for many people, there is a required coming to terms with self and being present with yourself that is super important uh, to be able to step into community. And so I think that um, the biggest piece of trying to reconcile where you stand when it comes to what what that feels like, that always comes from within. There's always that, that, that place of getting really, really quiet and not asking your mind, your cognitive space, just stepping out of that piece and being like, what does my heart want? Like, what does my heart say about this? Is it, ooh, yeah, that's that thing. That's that place that you know so deeply, that you've been looking for, that you knew was there. You always knew it. You knew that that was available. And here it is. Wow, that's scary. And that's so exciting. And that's so many different things. And then there's also that voice within that might say, ooh, yeah, that's, that's something that's coming for you. It's coming. But just just keep listening and and be with yourself for a bit. So I think there's a, there's a few different ways that that can go in terms of what what that process feels like. But um, I think for most of us, there's a deep knowing. There is mm-hmm. a deep knowing that community, that supportive mechanism, is something that is missing from our world in a lot of ways. It's kind of slowly been leached out of the structures that govern the way that we relate to each other. And so a lot of us are living in boxes, in boxes, looking at boxes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, that space feels really desolate and disconnected a lot of the time when we don't have the balance of connection 
the more the more connected place of what's filling those boxes, what's in those boxes. And um, I think that having community is such a powerful way to remember how to refill that box, what you want to fill that box with. Yeah, what I just took from that is just listen. Mm-hmm. Just get quiet and listen. Um, ask <laughs> and then listen. Um, ask your heart, your intuition, your body, what your higher self, what. Yeah, really kind of what this this type of thing would mean for you would it does it feel right and it's it comes in i think the form like you said it's the deep knowing it comes in mm. a feeling and that that resonance of that truth um and there are the other things that come with it too there is uh fear fear of 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 judgment of all of the things that kind of come up but when that knowing is there it it just it slowly kind of nudges you into the fear rather than um letting the fear kind of like push you back further mm. away from it. um and so yeah i think it's it's really just about listening um really getting and and Something else they say in the Paul Selig books, which I love, is um, the small self tries to figure it out. The higher, the highest self knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's something that I've been um, sitting with for the last few weeks. Every time, because I'm always, I've always been that type of person that's like always figuring it out, always up in my mind, just like okay, like. How am I doing this? And then now I'm I'm slowly, I'm more much more in my body, and I'm much more in the um, presence in my body. And every time something I catch myself where I'm like trying to figure all this out, like piecing it together, it's like okay, like what do I know right now? What mm. can I know? What I know that I can open myself and receive what i need to know um and yeah it's just yeah i i love the discernment um between the two yeah and it's beautiful the way that you were describing the knowing um in the body where i think that sometimes when we start talking about things like higher self and that spiritual piece of the puzzle of being a human that sometimes the body and the mind get left out of the picture that it's like there's some kind of separation that that's the quote-unquote lower chakras and so it's like these pieces that are less divine Uh, but the truth is that at least the way that i experience life when i get really in tune with my body when i feel into what are the messages that are being delivered through the experience of the felt body it is the most direct way to speak with source is to be with your body but there is a process of understanding that for a lot of us we've become very disconnected from our physical bodies and we live in a world of this deep disconnection, disassociation, and a lot of us have experienced some trauma within our bodies that has created a little bit more of that separation as a safety mechanism to keep us alive. And so uh, when we haven't fully processed that trauma, it can be difficult to reconcile and come back to the feeling that our bodies are these messengers. It's like, that's our that's our castle that's our fortress it's the warrior the body is the warrior that will take it on if you're not ready to do it the body will take it you're not ready to feel that feeling the body will take it and will hold it for you 
until you're ready to feel that feeling. And so being able to use the body like a little tuning fork or a little scavenger hunt of what is happening here and go all the way in and through practices like meditation and just having that really deep mindfulness, being able to get real pinpoint clear around what that feeling is within our bodies. It's like shining a light or taking a magnifying glass and putting it on the thing that our higher self is trying to tell us. It's like, here's the message delivered to you in this beautiful format of felt sense. And so I think having that ability to tap into what is the body telling me when I ask a question, when I check in with myself, if I say, what would it feel like to be in community with people who fully saw me, accepted me, understood me for who I am in this moment? And then just check in with what happens in your body. For me, openness. I open completely. I saw all the little parts of me that were contracted that I didn't even know were contracted. All of a sudden they start to release. And it's like, oh, okay, that's a pretty strong signal <laughs> that that's something that my higher self really wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All about listening. Oh, I think they're back. Is that our checkpoint for the... <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's like a jackhammer or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we just hit like right around an hour. Um, and so Lovely. That was amazing. There was a lot of remembering in that conversation. Mm. I'm really excited for people to hear this. Mm. Yeah, I mean, to lay it out in more uh, straightforward um, steps as well. Not steps, but um, understanding is that Autumn and myself um, are part of co-creating this community together um, called The Bridge Between. And the applications are officially live on the website. The website Mm -hmm. is in the show notes. Um, and so is the Instagram. The website is becomethebridgebetween.com. And yeah, it's a call to whoever feels and resonates with any of the things that we just talked about. Um, or if joining a community or family like this um, really just sparks your interests. Yeah, and I think if anyone has any questions about anything, if they're curious but they don't really know, they just want to have a conversation about what's going on for them, what it feels like to be potentially interested in this but don't really know and just want to talk about it, we love talking about it. (laughs) We would love to just talk to you because the truth is, like, this is not about a attempt to convince anybody that this is something that you need. This is about opening a doorway to something that, again, I think I said this in the beginning, it feels like we're shepherding something in that's being asked for in the collective. So it it feels like there are people who are going to see this and be like, there's something deep in me that knows that I want this in my life, that this is something that I've been looking for, that having a space where I feel like there are people that I can rely on, there are people that will see the fullness of who I am and they'll see my higher self and help me to lift myself into that space. You already know, you already know if that's you, if you want that. And so, um, yeah, we would love to meet you and talk to you and spend time with you. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, And Autumn's Instagram is also in the show description. Um, And if you don't feel like asking a question on the website, shoot her a DM on Instagram or or myself. And like she said, we're, we're very happy to 
continue talking and mm-hmm. rambling on. About yeah. Even if it's like, you're just excited about this concept and want to add this thought like during, and you want to like share it, like, please. Cause I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, this was so much fun. This was beautiful, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. Thank you for <laughs> hopping on. I'm very excited to do it many more times. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely have a, I feel a group uh, <gasps> podcast. Ooh, that sounds so fun. Um, yeah. So that, that will probably happen, I think, within the, at least the next couple of few months. Oh, my God. That sounds beautiful. Yes. Yeah.